Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. Amen. The eighth chapter of the book of Romans. Amen. Starting at verse 28. And would everyone please stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. Romans 8 and 28. You'll find these words. And we know that all things work together for the good. To those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. Uh, today, saints of God, I just want to talk to you from the thought. It's all good. Amen. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's holy word. Uh, the, the book of Romans is really not a book. It's a letter. The right way to refer to what we say the book of Romans would be to say the epistle to the Romans. An epistle is just a fancy word for letter. So this is a letter from a man by the name of Paul. He was the apostle to the Gentiles. And he wrote a personal letter, amen, to the church at Rome. Wow. Now, this was a church, amen, that Paul had not personally been in their midst. But as you read this letter, you find that Paul's heart was nonetheless in love with them. Amen. Paul labored for 16 what we call chapters, amen, but it was a large scroll. He labored over the, the implications of the gospel. He, he labored over those things which God had done for us and also labored over what we ought to respond in kind for what he's done. In chapters 1... Uh, through 11, it's about what God has done for us. Chapters 12 through 16 is how we should respond to the great things that God has done. Amen and amen. We, we, we find that the Apostle Paul, amen, was a unique individual in that uh, when the Lord met him, it was after his resurrection. Paul the Apostle was a staunch Pharisee, amen. He believed in the persecution of those of the way. Those of the way which we now know today as Christians. I want to let you know that in those days they were not called Christians, amen, because they were first called Christians at Antioch. During the first initial stages of the church, amen, they were called the way. The way referring to the way that Jesus had taught that the people would enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. And so the Pharisees had a real problem with 
those of the way because uh, uh, those of the way were appearing to teach something different than they were and it was causing havoc in the synagogues. But the reality is that they were not teaching anything different than what the Pharisees were reading. It's just the Pharisees were blind. Jesus says at one point he calls them uh, uh, whitewashed sepulchers full of excess and distortion. And he says in another place that they're like the blind leading the blind. Look good on the outside, but they are full of dead men's bones. So this uh, Apostle Paul, at that time's name was Saul, and that he persecuted the church, and, and he, he did all manners of evil toward them, believing that he was working for God. He was one of the best of the Pharisees. He studied under the great Gamaliel, the, the high priest, the, the, the priest, the, the leader of the synagogues, uh, the leader, one of the great teachers of their time. Amen. But, but, but he was sincere, but sincerely wrong. I, I contend today that there are people now who are sincere in what they believe, but yet they're sincerely wrong because they miss Jesus. Some say Jesus is a good teacher, amen, and a good man, but they don't consider him God. Uh, the whole thing around the salvation through faith in Jesus Christ is that the centrality of Jesus Christ is that he must be 100% man and also 100% God. Amen. It is Jesus himself in the gospel according to John chapter 8 that said, before Abraham was, I am. When he said those words, I am, those who would hear would be reminded of the words that were said from the burning bush. Amen. When Moses in the book of Exodus asked, uh, Lord, whom do I say have sent me? And he says, tell them that I am that I am sent thee. So Paul had an experience, amen, while he was trying to take uh, papers to Damascus, amen, on Damascus Road. God knocked him off his beast and blinded his eye so that he could see. I, I want to say that again. He knocked him off of his beast and blinded his physical eye so that he could see. See, there's a lot of people going around today with 20-20 vision, but they can't see Jesus. Wow. It, it takes God doing a supernatural thing in the hearts and minds of a person to allow them to be able to see Jesus. Jesus said, nobody comes to me except the Father draws them. So we find ourselves nestled in this text as he is contending and he is, he is laboring, amen, to tell the Romans of their new life and what it means to be saved. And in this text, he finds himself telling them about situations of life. But before he ever gets to verse 28, he starts in chapter 1. The crux of that matter is, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To whomever believes, to the Jew first, but the good news is also to the Greek. So he was saying that this gospel, amen, was not 
inclusive that and exclusive for just the Jew, but also the Gentile. And that it, it was not for those who were rich or those who were poor. It does not matter their ethnicity or socioeconomic level. It was for the whomevers believe. There were no other qualifications around it. It was a gracious gift from God. But nobody comes to God unless the Father draws him. Nobody comes to Jesus unless he draws them unto his Son. So the grace of God is the call of God that causes you to call from the name of the Lord. Because whomever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So chapter 1 tells us that he's not ashamed of this gospel. That's an inclusive gospel to all that will believe. Because he says the problem in the world is that the wrath of God is stored up for all unrighteousness and ungodliness of men. He says, but therein the gospel is revealed from faith to faith. He, he wants them to understand that there is a problem in the world that needs to be fixed. And the only fix for the problem is the gospel of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And then chapter 2 goes in and he talks about to them how don't be haughty and don't be proud, Israel, because you were the chosen people. Because even though you were chosen in that way, that the plan of God is that all be saved on the name Jesus Christ. And he says, don't get to the point where you think you're better than somebody else. Because in verse 11, he says, God is no respecter of persons. And then Paul goes on to contend with the situation of sin, chapter 3. He says, there is none righteous, no, not one. Right. Verse 23, it says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. <laughs> he said, but there's a big problem there, but there is also a solution. Chapter 4 talks about how Abraham was not saved by circumcision, amen, but he was saved by faith. Amen. The Bible says that, that he accounted righteousness of him by faith. It was that Abraham believed the promises of God. And because he believed and he acted on those promises, God accounted that to him as righteousness. Amen. Today I want you to know, saints of God, that you can't just have a said faith, but you got to have a real faith. Amen. Faith without works is dead. If you say you trust the Lord, but you do not obey the Lord, then your faith is dead. But the good news is that God is willing and able to work a work in you that you will be able to walk according to his word. But God is a gentleman and he won't put on you what you don't want. If you don't want him, he will remove himself from you. It reminds me of a story of a young man, a man who, who, who he had become weary and tired of his parents' orders. He, he was tired of them telling him at 4 o'clock he needs to take out the trash. And, and then at 6 o'clock he needs to wash the dishes. And he needs to do this chore and that chore. He needs to finish his work by this time. He needs to be home by this time. He needs to go only so far. And he said, I'm just so tired of all these orders. And he said to his dad, he said, Dad, I'm out of here. 
And his dad sitting there uh, calm and cool and collect said to his son, oh yeah, you out of here. Then the young man, as he heard those words and started to go outside with just his shirt and pants on, amen, and began to walk down the street, he could hear the words of his daddy saying, oh yeah, you out of here. Then he realized he didn't have a coat, he didn't have any money, he didn't have any food, amen, and he didn't know where he was going. And it became clear that uh, his desire to be on his own, that he wasn't ready, amen. And he began to come back home and say, uh, 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 Daddy, let me in. And Dad just stood at the door and looked at him, and the boy began to sweat. But the reality is, is that the boy now understood that it's better to be obedient and fed to be disobedient and hungry. And there are folks out here today that, that, that want to be disobedient and hungry instead of obedient and fed. God's law is not here, amen, to destroy us or to make us uh, uncomfortable, but it is to save us. It is to show us the way unto salvation. But he doesn't want one on the left and one on the right, one to say that one is better than the other. But all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But if you're going to be right with the Lord, you got to trust him by faith. And it can't just be a sad faith, it's got to be a real faith. Because the Bible said by faith Abraham left his father, mother, his family and went to a place that God would show him not even knowing where he was going. But he did action with those words. He showed his faith by action, by obeying the Lord. And that's crucial to every saint, amen, in the house today. If you're going to be the saint of God that God is calling us to be, we got to be obedient to his word. Amen. And so we look at our text, amen, and we find ourselves in a position, amen, in chapter 5, amen, where Paul contends, he says, having been justified by faith, we now have peace with God uh, through Christ Jesus. Uh, he contends that because of sin, we were... Hello, Wisdom from the Word of God listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's CastBox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings, and hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. 
And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast. And for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer.